ladies and gentlemen. That's right, live from the critically damaged Spectrum Internet, which has been under assault, under attack by hackers trying to silence my voice, trying to erase uh, my rights as an American, the First Amendment, which has been given to me, born by God. Fucking hilarious. They try to stomp us out. They try to put us down. They try to snuff us out. But we persist. Like Senator Elizabeth Warren said, she persists, I persist. You can't stop me. You can't. It's too late to stop now, says Van Morrison. I say it too. No. That's right, Rock. Oh. I get a message in my inbox. Bing. Spectrum's down. Bing, I get knocked down. I get up. I say, let's do this. Let's get on personal hot spots. <laughs> Let's connect to this beautiful 4G. Whatever it takes to get the show done, we're gonna do it. You hear me? And you don't even give a shit. You take it for granted. Nobody thanks me. Nobody kisses the ring. Thank you, sir, for your service. Yes, sir. Oh, Pitts. Wow. I thought about it this morning. I said, I got it. I feel good in my blue. The shirt's fitting better these days. Am I going to have, am I going to sink in? Is it going to, is the, is the pers, uh, pers, uh, pers, perspiration. perspiration going to uh, break through the black t-shirt into the blue? You bet it is. It's. What are you going to do? I don't know how these pros, how do these professionals do it, folks? We don't know. Let me know if you're a pro. Did he use deote or uh, deote? Deote or perspirant? <laughs> I did use deote. Antiperspirant. I had to deote my milk. <laughs> do you ever get the, the oat milk that, with pulp? <laughs> with pulp. That's yeah. why I like that it. Extra chunky. <laughs> We forgot to do the dishes down here, so I'm left with the chubby. Oh, there it is. Got the chubby <laughs> do this the morning. Huckle-buck. Uh. <laughs> do the hucklebuck. Good morning, everyone. Let's begin the show quickly. Go get out of here. We only have a, we're going to do a five-minute show today. Got to get out of here. Got to move, move things along. Thursday, must-see TV, right, guys? We got tonight, we got Cheers. Hey. Cheers Little House. Is on. What's that? Little House. Little House is, uh, is that Thursdays? Watch the, uh... Mash? Uh, no, I'm thinking Cheers. Family Matters? No, that's TGIF on ABC. Matt. Cosby Show. Step by Cosby step. Show, thank you. Oh, Cosby we Show, we got uh, Fresh, um, Family Ties, and uh, then Seinfeld and Friends. Golden Girls? Supersize. Supersize. Remember when they would supersize uh, the show and they'd, you'd have an extra five minutes of Seinfeld? <laughs> you don't remember, did you? Wait, is that real? Yeah, because no, you all... they had extra five minutes of Seinfeld? They sure as fuck did, motherfuckers. <laughs> and then what, the next show gets screwed? No, it runs yeah. in. Well, that's true. I don't know how yeah, they do it. Yeah, what is it? Hunter's there at 9 o'clock going like, what about us? We're going to do a 50-minute show now? Remember when uh, TNT would start at like 5 after the hour? Yeah, they're always mm -hmm. trying to figure out ways to get the upper hand and on you. It's still like that, right? Like uh, like all the late shows are kind of like 11.35, aren't nah. they? Why don't you let me introduce... <laughs> <laughs> what am I, a TV guide? <laughs> uh, somebody in the chat said, what happened to Spike TV? I think it's a good question. Oh. We don't know. It became TBS care. is the answer. Oh, Jesus. No, TBS has been around since the beginning of cable, baby. Mm -hmm. That's Ooh. Turner Broadcasting <laughs> yeah. Systems. That's that's oh, one of the... Shit. That's Ted Turner. Yeah, shit is right. You're in deep shit. Oh. I'm muting for the rest <laughs> of the show. <laughs> oh. I want to welcome oh. Doug Lucenhop here. Yeah, it's him. Welcome yeah. to me. I'm feeling excited. I <laughs> will <laughs> oh, smack you. <laughs> smack you in the eye. And Vic Berger, the third, the fourth. We got a full house this morning. We have full house with the king of clubs, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Rock legend and uh, fan of the show. Seems like a nice guy. Came in hot, came in with great energy. Josh Freeze is here. All right. All right. Hi, Maho. Marum, stick a pump, nickel soup, bang, nip, cat bottom, which cameo. Hi. 
love you. There you go. That's your intro music. What was that? Wow. That was, that was uh, Steven Tyler. Oh, God. A little scatting. <laughs> Later in the show, a new voice in modern music. I'm, I'm starting a new category. I did this with Christian Lee Hudson, who's got a new single out right now that's very good, called Strawberry Lemonade. I have a new category, new greats. No, uh, one of the greats of the new millennium. These are artists that are firmly planted in the 21st century, and they're young, and they're fresh, and they're gonna be, forget the stones, and no offense to you, Josh, forget Sting, <laughs> and everybody else. Let's focus on the future. Future of music needs to be in our young, folky, quiet, you know, atmosphere of music. I heard him warming up. Hayden Pettigo. Like, yes. Hayden Pettigo. You're Hayden. warming up, and I've like, gotten such a nice zen mood right there. Hayden Pettigo, you see, will be coming later. <laughs> and of course, your Zooms, and the hotline is up. Matt, is the hotline engaged today? It's full already. Mm. Why don't we break protocol and take a call? Yeah, let's do it. We've um, never done this before, ladies and gentlemen. This is an office hours first. We've never gone straight to the hotline. This shall be interesting. It could be a big mistake. I could be running myself into traffic. 423, you're on the line. Hey, am I on the line with Tim? You sure are. Tim Heidecker reporting for duty. How can I help you? Where are you calling from? What's your name? Hey, Where what's are up, you? Tim? Well, I, my name is Levi, uh, calling from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Levi is one of the um, characters on uh, the hit NBC program, La Brea, that I'm all caught up on. One of my favorite characters is Levi. Cool. <laughs> is that true? Well, I'll have to check it out. Um, first off, big fan, long-time listener, first-time caller, all that BS. But I know we're early in the show, but I would like to see a Hayden Pedigo and Tim Heidecker collaboration. A collab. Is that something we could see in the, in the near future? No. <laughs> no interest. No. <laughs> no, I did... Uh... I did reach out to Pay uh, Hayden uh, as I was putting my new album together, and my vision, my my uh, hope, and was that I would get Hayden on the record somehow playing because I, I love his playing. But it didn't happen because of uh, my own laziness, mm. I think mostly. But and I'm looking over here because P Hayden is in the room. Yeah, <laughs> I guess no, this is an odd yet. choice. We should he's just, just not cut permitted to, to speak. Uh, Can we just? I mean, I've told him. <laughs> he's, yeah, you've not allowed him to speak yet. We were uh, going to have him enter, and then it's more comfortable in here than being stuck out with the uh, the guys. The, I, I, I can't wait to see his outfit. Hopefully, we. we well, let's go to him. Can we see? Yeah. Like, this is, why don't we do this? Why don't we cameras. bump Josh Freeze because he's been a dud so far. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll go right to Hayden, yeah, and we'll get out of here. Yeah, a good guy, but let's get to the let's get to the, to the uh, Gucci star, which is Hayden. You know, the Gucci star, the yes, along. the Gucci star. Hayden, good morning. Hello. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Cool. Well, is that all you want? I last thing. When? Hello. Now, yeah, that's all I want. But when is uh, when can you expect a new record from you? Next spring. Thank you, Tim. Next spring. That's correct. Good gosh. Uh, I will um, patiently. Spin dark days until then, every day. Spin it! Word. All right. Matt, I got to get to business Love here. We got to take care of business. That's Thanks, 423. Uh, it is my complete, uh, I come with hat in hand because last week I was remiss to mention these. And we're, I don't know. We're not getting, they just sent us these. We're not getting any money for this, but they sent us these. Campfire Audio in Portland, Oregon. I assume it's Portland, Oregon, right? You don't specify because there is a Portland, Portland Oregon. Yes. It's Maine, right? It, well, Oregon. there is. There's a, where else? These is are the Oregon, Oregon ones. It, okay. Campfire Audio, they made these incredible custom uh, in-ears. They're very cozy and they sound <coughs> terrific. Do they sound good to you guys? You guys are pros. Yeah. Now I'm getting excited. I don't you think got I've your got own. different oh, ones. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> You got no, those are the those are the campfire, just the generic fit. No, he brought his own. No, he oh, brought you brought your own. Of course, they fit to his holes. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, both holes. Yeah. Anyways, well, check hey, out Campfire I, Audio. They uh, were very great. These are not cheap, by the way. I don't know what they're doing sending mm -hmm. us all this stuff. They're going to go out of business. Was, I got a nice compliment from the doctor when I was getting my uh, ear holes <laughs> measured, or, yeah. or like cast and said, 
<laughs> they like brought someone up. She's like, I, I, look at this. Look in here. And like, <laughs> like your ear holes are very long and very straight. And it's kind of cool. Like you can like. Yeah. You know what? There's nothing in there. There's yeah. nothing between them. <laughs> Let me see that shape. She's like, see right you can through. see right like, through. You can't tell, but like the, the, the cast was like really long. Yeah. Was, like, you can see right through to yeah. the other side. There's nothing in there. <laughs> oh. A little echo. Yeah, it was just an echo bounce it's around. Always reverb in my head. <laughs> There's that uh, bird that dips right. down and drinks water and comes back up. That's all they see in there. <laughs> Jack in the box. Uh, Spiders crawl right down there at night. Yeah. Nice right. little slide. Right beehive. To the brain. I like a big insects. beehive in there. Yeah. Uh, what else? I think that's about it. All right, folks. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about a Zoomer, Matt? Let's welcome a Zoomer. People always crave for a Zoomer. They love no. talking to Zoomers. No. iPhone, who we can barely see. Oh, great. Good has choice. some very pressing questions. Hi, babe. Oh, my gosh. I'm on. Oh. What an honor. Can you hear me? I can hear you. <laughs> we can, can hear you. We can't lights? see you. you I don't turn to... on a light. light a oh, no. I'm walking the dogs right now. It's, uh, it's Are you walking here. the dogs in the pitch black on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where are you? Let me see. I'm in uh, Netherlands. Oh, oh wow. see, how about that? See, this uh, is yeah, a global nice. show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but uh, yeah, some questions for you, Tim. I have a whole list. Oh boy. But, uh, but uh, I'll start with the serious ones. Um, oh no! Oh no! Please, please give us the okay. joke questions. <laughs> you want the? I, I have no. both. I have both. So okay, serious questions it is. Um. For so this is kind of a work versus free time type question. So, oh, do you regret how much time, how much, how much time you spent on work, and would you trade less success for more free time? Fantastic question. Honestly, um, Hayden and I were just talking about this as uh, as we walked in because I've said this before. There's this perception that I have that I'm constantly doing. I'm very busy. I'm very uh, over overextended, and sometimes that's true. Sometimes, although I feel like I've got I've just nothing but free time. And um, I, I generally think when the work is good, when you're doing things that the creative stuff that's inspiring to you and the people around you, that's I don't want to trade that for free time because free time is, I don't know, but you guys are creative people, chime in. But you don't want to, I, I don't really have a desire to be, to, to relax uh, and fill my time with like, uh, I don't know, it's what people would say is not work. I, work is generally can be very fun and relaxing. That's what I was going to say. You That's seem like you're question. having fun. I like to work. have fun. I mean, I like for me, laugh. the only thing is trying to balance having kids. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, if I didn't have kids, I'd probably only be doing music yeah. and projects mm -hmm. and fun stuff. But work-related shit, right? But yeah. say, you know, music-related right. and, and different things like that. But I have to make myself stop doing that so I can be a dad. Because that's a long play. Yeah. That is like, this yeah. is, you're, built, you're, you're building a foundation for a, another human being. Right. To yeah. be a normal person. Sure. You're helping society by being, you know, there, present, and helpful. Some of the times. Some of the times. And Hayden is childless. Um, I got a couple kids. No, you do not. <laughs> You're married, man, though. Yeah, I am married. No kids. No kids. Uh, any kids in the in the future? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. You're young. Yeah. But <laughs> that scared me. I sounded like it was actually in the room. <laughs> Hard pants. The any binaural other, baby. Well, any other questions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was actually kind of my next question is with kids, how did you know when you were ready? What was, was there something, and probably you never know, but what? Well, the abortions yeah. got when, to be too you know? expensive. <laughs> I, they were just, <laughs> I said, I can't I keep paying for this. Oh, that'll break the bank, man. The pounding. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. We just, I, a good, good advice from a good friend, John C. Riley said before, before, as we were talking about having kids, he said, there's never a good time. That's so true. don't worry about finding the good time to have kids. Yeah, Everyone's like, well, when I finish school or when I get yeah. a better job, there's never going to be a good time in your life. I mean, it's a little different for guys. Obviously women have to, there is a sort of clock that exists and 
there's a debate about that and there's how do you balance your work and, and like that's a, I'm not speaking on behalf of women here I could never do that that is definitely but for I can though you can yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're here as a representative because there's so many women that come on the show it's nice that we um, finally got some guys in here finally <laughs> but dudes. that's been the perspective I went with which is like you know what there, you can't organize your life it's just going to happen and then you organize around that okay Okay. That should okay. be obvious. And can I get can I get <laughs> one people, not okay? serious question then? Sure. Okay. You call so, all the way in from the Netherlands. I can't imagine what your long distance bill is. Okay. <laughs> so Fleetwood Mac, uh, if you could choose, if you had to choose albums before the self-titled album, or before, basically before Nixon uh, and uh oh, yeah, basically before Nixon. If you had to pick one or the other, which way would you go? Oh, 100% after. I don't okay. understand the question. Well, I mean, Lindsay, <laughs> like, the, like the, pre-Lindsay and, and Stevie or post-Lindsay and Stevie? Ba- uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> Who wants to listen to that old blues, blues Fleetwood Mac stuff? Like, it's, oh, really? I don't go deep into it, but it's like that psychedelic blues. Stuff. Vic loves it. I, I like the early, uh, I like, what's the guy's name? Uh, Bob Welch, is that his name? He was like the the leader of the band. Peter Green. Yeah. No, no, but like after the blues, like they he did this. They did this song. Hypnotized. Do you know this one? Hypnotized. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. His, and the Bob Wolf solo <laughs> stuff is good too. Yeah. Well, I don't care. I don't. What are you gonna? Th- <laughs> so you're gonna but listen to that over no, over like, dreams and to, over Rihanna well, nice and over fucking can, rumors yeah. and yeah. The fucking. No, Everything else? Yeah. How are you going to beat those? I mean, you can't beat those. You can hear the cocaine on Tusk. Yeah, yeah. When you listen oh, to it, oh, yeah. like, all of a sudden. Tusk! <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> that crazy, man. You ever play with them? I've worked with Stevie Nicks before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A long time ago. I was really young, and I, I spent two days in the studio with her. Uh, it's funny, because as you guys were talking about this, I was going, should I tell this story? I don't know if I can get in trouble or not. Um, well, this is going to be the theme of the show, folks. Josh's story is that he's not sure if he's going to be yeah. getting in trouble for it. We're going to obviously push him towards the stories. Thank you very much. Well, uh, yeah, I worked with her at a studio uh, called The Village years and years ago, and I, I kind of like, I was going, God, what am I doing here? You know, I'm in the studio, you know, usually I'll be tracking drums and maybe there's another person or two playing or you're playing just to a Pro Tools rig, but this was like all these guys, it was like 15 people in the room, guitars, percussion, background singers, piano, and, you know, a lot of people that, Uh like, tour with her regularly and stuff. Um, But I will say there might have been a little bit of uh, this happening. A boozy thing happening? And Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of this happening. On her side. And uh, and, Which is fine. No judgments here. No, but but what was funny, this is all I'm going to say, is I overheard someone say, while I was in the room, they go, isn't it great to see Stevie clean? Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm drinking my coffee going, I'd be passed out. If I'm, yeah. Some of those people, though, just like, at, like they, that's that just clean. Be, they just become, that. that's who they be, have become. Right. They're, or just doing that is not so bad as doing all that over right, there. Right, right. You know? There's a great documentary that I always recommend. I think it's on YouTube called Destiny Rules, I think. And it's, a, it's about the making of this Fleetwood Mac's like 2000 album i think it's like when they came back mm. that first time they came back where they think it was like the dream or something mm-hmm. like that one of those live album yeah then they put out a, a studio album and it's the documentary is the making of that al- that album it's fa- it's like better than spinal tap at certain points oh yeah so it's much so incestuous too right everyone fucking each other yeah. and, you and know, there's so much intellectualizing about the records and the music and Lindsay's insane. Everybody's insane. Yeah. Lindsay's insistent on it being a double album, and everyone's like, "Yeah, but th- th- then it becomes more expensive, and it becomes a whole like where it's not going to sell as well." And he's we got to write more songs. Yeah. Um, you know don't the, let Stevie sh- shave you. You know the the Mick Fleetwood has a uh, a bar on Maui, right uh-huh. on in Lahaina, which is like the touristy area right, right on Maui, and if you walk past it, there's like a flag. It's called Fleetwoods or something. Right. Something weird like yeah. that. And, um, <laughs> Something on the, not on the nose. Fleetwoods, yeah. And uh, there's like a flagpole, and I forget if it's all the way up or at half mass or whatever, but one of one of either all the way up or halfway down signals that Mix on the island, oh. and he might be jamming tonight. Oh. So, so book your ticket and fly the fuck back to the mainland. No. Wow. Um, well, we've yeah. all seen the video of the, the 
the bells dangling oh, between his and him playing the beatbox. Uh-huh. It's the best. Vic, <laughs> have you done anything with that yet? Yeah, I, I, I've just posted it as is. As you don't, don't, yeah, you like, can't do it. You're like, did you mess with this? Right, no, I did not mess right. with this. I was like, did I edit this? I don't remember doing that. Um, but well, quick, you know who in the 80s, I don't know which one it was, they got back together for somebody's wedding, and it was I think it was Mick Fleetwood's wedding, but guess who they had there as the performer? Chubby Checker. Really? Yeah, it's all the videos online. Right. It's insane. I just wow. got to tell you. Who cares? Give a shit. So they got I good thought taste. it was kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Very cool. Um, <laughs> we well, should afford ma- anybody. We yeah. should do the city of the day. The real city quick. of the day. <laughs> yes, city of the day. Turn it up. The city of the day is brought to you by... One of my all-time favorites here, Diarrhea Straits. Diarrhea is a big problem for guys who live the rock and roll lifestyle, right, Josh? Especially if you're at the music venue and you need to use a public toilet. That's why legendary guitarist Mark Knopfler invented Diarrhea Straits, the diarrhea solution for cool guys. <laughs> this portable tube attaches to your ace, your arse, <laughs> your ass, and it goes deep into the water. So you have no loud sounds, no splashes, don't worry, your leather pants will be looking great all night. Yeah, we do the wa- the plop of life. <laughs> you want to take two on that? <laughs> hey, we do the plop of life. And the plastic <laughs> tube is long, so your emissions will be... So far away from me. Plus, Diarrhea Straits comes in a portable guitar case, so when you exit the stall, everyone thinks you're just doing coke in there or something. It's easy. That ain't working. That's the way you poo it. So order your diarrhea straights today and be a... Sultan. A sultan of spray. (laughs) Only available at Guitar Center and Sam Ass. (laughs) (laughs) Diarrhea straights. How about Fanny's music? I practiced practiced my Knopfler all week for that. Sultan of spray. Why would you be a sultan of spray, though? Because it's (laughs) supposed to eliminate that problem. Well, it's because you're you're the yeah, master no. of your. Spray. So you're spraying, you're diarying down into a tube that goes directly underwater. Yeah. So there's no bat, there's no spraying out. So you are spraying, but it's condensed and sort of sends you in, sends it down into the water. I like it. <laughs> Mitchell McDermott is our city of the day host. Yeah. Mitchell, are you there? Oh shoot! What's up, guys? Hey, what a strange angle we have here. Wow. This is yeah. like something from. Uh, 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 a Clockwork Orange or something. I feel like I'm in that. I'm in that scene where they break into that millionaire's house and they torture them. And, right? You know the guy that plays Darth Vader is in that scene. Do you know that? Oh, is oh, that yeah. right? Is that David, the guy? David Powers or David Prowse is the big muscle guy towards the end. Oh, when, wow. uh Oh Alex, yes. When he's when, like the manservant. When he comes back, you know, he gets uh, draw. He gets beaten up by his old buddies by the droogs, and he crawls yeah. to that house, and, th- and they realize this is the guy. Yeah. And the big manservant guy is the Darth Vader. Wow. I just learned that recently. That's why That's I bring cool. it up. Cool. Yeah. I Thank you. I mean, please, please feel free to bring that stuff to my attention. <laughs> <laughs> How can I help? What's the city of the day? City of the day is Somerville, Massachusetts. Oh yeah. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I don't, but um, what's going on in right. Somerville? Are we talking uh, coastal mass or inland? Right, it's right after Cambridge, so it goes Boston, Cambridge, and then Somerville. So it's a so Boston not, su- not a suburb far. almost. Yeah, correct, correct. Is it? Yeah, so I uh, I had Great. a first I had a pun for you guys, and then um, I have a question for Tim actually. Okay, good. All right, so my pun is. And I'm not usually like I'm not the funny guy in my group, so I, I've been I've been working on disclaimer. This pun. Wait a minute, you've got a group? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Group. Among my friends, I'm not usually you know. Which the guy funny are you one. in the group? Not that one. The unfunny. Are one. you the guy that people can rely on? Are you Mister Reliable? I'd say um, I say I'm many of guys, but that that could be one of them. Okay, so what's the pun? All right, so the pun is, what do you call it when Bill Gates uh, suffers from erectile dysfunction? Microsoft. Microsoft. Ah, damn it. But, I mean, that's just... It's just ready to go. I don't know if that's a pun. Does that qualify as a pun? It's just... Well, he's living up to the, you know, unfunny guy of the group. I would yeah. say micro penis soft. Or so, like, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't work, pal. No wonder you're not the funny one in the group. That checks out. 
I have a bone. Now, your question for me is. Uh, yeah, so I just saw yesterday, there's this guy on YouTube, Mr. Sweet, who did an analysis of your comedic style. I'm uh -oh. curious if you saw it is and it a, what you think of it. Is it, or, a positive, oh is it positive or negative? Yeah, the video is actually called um, The Father of Modern Comedy. <laughs> what, Richard Belzer? <laughs> no, it's, it's talking about you and it, it kind of analyzes just like, I don't watch too much comedic analysis, but it kind of breaks down your style. And I'm curious if it's something that you have seen. What's his name? The father of modern comedy. What's his I name? The guy who did it? Mr. What? Mr. Sweet. These, vi these, these videos get like way more views than any of my own shit do, right? So what the hell? Tim will have to do a watch along. <laughs> who is the father of modern comedy? There you go. Mr. Sweet. Uh, yeah, it's true. I am the... I am the source. I'm the wellspring. He believes the recent surge of post-ironic meta-humor is due to you, my friend. And oh. Eric and Doug and uh, John Chrysell and uh, a number of people. And I then continue Manly, to I, carry the torch. So you haven't seen it, but after you, if you do watch it, I'm not going wa to watch uh, it. No, it, it, no it, you're not going to watch it? It stresses me out too much. It, it's like, um. first of all, if it's good, then I feel... I, I well, get resent. I was, I'll tell I you what I get because I think it's finally cool to see you getting the getting the credit that's due towards. Well, let's see when this video hits ten million <laughs> views. See if I get the credit. Thank you, Mr. Sweet. Linger around two thousand views for ten years. <laughs> I get I get resentful. Uh, you know, I'm out here building, continuing to build worlds, and I get no. I get almost no support from build that wall from the tr traditional trad comedy scene. Even the alt comedy scene, right? You've got these fuckers tweeting all about Ted Lasso. You fuckhead. And then you don't have nobody say nothing about the high network, which is an app. Like, why would you go out and support some fucking Apple shit? They've got billions of dollars. Just shut, just shut up and leave that to their big, broad marketing advertising campaign. How about a retweet on the high network? Get people over there where that is actually interesting... Uh, somebody's building something independently without anybody's help. I'm not yeah, fucking they? sourcing comedy out of, out of Chinese uh, uh, sweat, what are they called? Sweatshops? Uh, sweatshops? Like sweat Apple Lodge. does? <laughs> you understand how that could hurt a guy like me who's, oh yeah, father of modern comedy. Sure, sure I am. Of course. That's a, that's surprises me that you don't get more support. Nobody, su no, they're too... They're worried. <laughs> They're worried because it's so on the respect. edge. It's so groundbreaking. It's so challenging. Come on, the man. pioneers get scalped, you know. I'll die in I'll die in the flames on, of my own creativity. You go. How do you like that? That's gonna go on the tombstone. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I'm burned. I'm burning alive in the flames of my own creativity. <laughs> Save me, God! <laughs> <laughs> you cheering my my roast? That's not me. <laughs> that was me. That was actually us cheering. That was uh, yeah. yeah. That was the room. Uh huh. Well, I'll tell you what. You guys go spread the good word. Some you, and I blame the I blame the the users of mm. of my program. I blame them because they're they're not they're not spreading the gospel. You need to represent. Vic doesn't even tweet about the high network. I don't. I don't. Shameful. Well, I know. Sickening stuff. I'm just going to stop supporting I'll, other I'll people. Start. I'm just going to just go away. <laughs> Unfollow I, everybody. I retweet a lot of stuff. Okay. I don't see I don't see a lot of evidence of that. <laughs> That's right. true. You did. You did. See, one time. You did support me once. Yeah. I am a member of High Network. Thank you. Uh, what about you, Caleb? Are you? Yeah, you. I'm in. Matt? Me? No. <laughs> Thanks, Mitchell. Now what? Look Where's at Caleb? This? Oh, what is this? Look Thanks, at this. guys. Is oh, good? is this like he... what we were talking about earlier? Where they're... Oh, you know what? I forgot to mute everybody today, so this guy unmuted himself. But let's talk to him. Oh, yeah, I what's going on here? I and I. Guess, guess and then which I have to interview Josh Freeze. Then... <laughs> That's like he has a question for you, Josh, and guess what he's going to ask you about? This can you guy. hear me? Oh, about Buckethead? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Can you... Do you have any cool stories about Buckethead? I got a lot of cool stories about Buckethead. Right. Let's do four. <laughs> okay, we're going to do four right now. Four? Uh... Oh, well, you know, I was working with Guns N' Roses towards the in at the late '90s, and the guitar player that was playing with Axel because it was basically a whole new band. The guitar player left, and we were looking for a guitar player, and uh, 
the joke amongst the studio with Axel was I, I knew everybody, right? Whoever he mentioned, he'd be like, I bet you know that guy, right? I'd go, yeah, I do know that guy. So I came to the studio one day, and out of the blue, I wouldn't even thought about calling Buckethead for this, but Axel goes, do you know Buckethead? And I go, actually, I do know that guy, Buckethead. He goes, can you get a hold of him? I go, I haven't talked to him in a while, but I know he's been hanging out up in San Francisco with the uh, Primus crew, Mr. Bungle World up there, you know? Uh, I'll call my friend David Lefkowitz, who manages Primus, and see if he knows where he is, because Buckethead's kind of, he's he's a recluse, to uh, put it mildly. And uh, so we got a hold of him, and uh, I talked to him, and I said, uh, so I go, when I finally was on the phone, they said, man, Axel's been asking about, you know, if you want to come down and audition for Guns N' Roses. And, uh, and I tell him, yeah, man, you know, I've known Brian for years. You know, I've known Brian since I was like 17 or 18. And he goes, uh, you, you don't say like Brian this and Brian that, do you, when you talk to him? I go, Oh, no, no, no. I've never called you Brian. Oh, I've just, because we know each other so well. No, no, I call you Buckethead, of course. Um, so, but Buckethead, Buckethead, well, he was a big fan of Warren Fitzgerald, the guitarist from the Vandals, and uh, used to come see us play all the time. And Warren produced like a demo for him a long time ago, and that's how we became friends with him. And he's a huge Disneyland fanatic. And I kinda, Buckethead is. Yeah, huge oh. Disneyland fanatic. Well, the first time I met him, he, he was really excited to meet me because Warren had told him that I used to work at Disneyland when I was a teenager. But playing, you and Steve Martin. Playing, yeah, <laughs> well, Steve, Steve Martin was over at the uh, Golden Horseshoe Review, I mean, be, a little before my time, but I played in Tomorrowland Terrace, that stage that pops up out of the ground wow. when I was like tw- oh, cool. between 12 and 15. I worked in wow. a top 40 band there. So anyways, Warren called me, goes, there's this guy, Buckethead, I'm in the studio with him, he wears this masks, he's doing the nunchucks, he's doing like karate moves and playing incredible guitar, but it's just me and him alone, so it's kind of weird. <laughs> he goes, you should come down because he's really impressed that you, pl- that you play drums at Disneyland. He's like, you know a guy that played drums at Disneyland? Oh my God. So I went down and met him and, you know, he's like, uh, I, I know, I'm talking, I'm on about 19 cups of coffee, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, but yeah, he's a yeah he's a, he's a freak and he's a cool guy and uh, Does, so you've seen him bucketless. Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Matter of fact, we went to a mall once with him. I think it was the, either the Westminster Mall because he's from Diamond Bar, which is like North Orange County. Yeah, I grew up in Placentia, which is Yorba Linda Fullerton area. There goes my first question. Mm-hmm. There you go. And you uh, <laughs> but he uh, we went to some mall with him in Orange County during the time that Warren was producing these demos for him, and I remember walking around and he you know he's really tall. He's got really, really long. He almost looks like a weird younger version of Brian May. He's got the Brian May uh-huh. hair, right? Yeah, yeah. Talking about him earlier. And uh, we're there and we're walking around the mall and he goes, Hey, uh, if you want, I can like, you know, walk like ten feet behind you guys, or you don't have to walk with me. You know, you guys have like short hair and you're like cool and punk rock guys. <laughs> if we don't have to we don't have to walk together if you right. don't want. I'm like, no, we can walk together. It's cool. And uh and around that time too, I remember he called me and left me a message once. Around the time I met him, and he just blew me away, his guitar playing and his whole bizarre personality and stuff. And he left me this message. He goes, hey, Josh, it's, uh, it's Bucket, uh, Buckethead, you know, uh, Brian, Brian the, the guitarist. Uh, you know, we met the other... I'm going, oh, my God. Like, how could I forget? <laughs> yeah, I remember you, dude. The right, guy with the bucket right. on his head. Yeah. Like, yeah, that we hung out with. It was last night that we hung out, you know. Whatever. But he's a, he's a courteous guy. But uh, so did he put up with uh, all of Axel's bullshit so, or what? So he was coming down and auditioning, right? Uh, yeah. and when I say auditioning, he came down and played like on a Thursday night with us, right at the right. studio, and and Axel liked him, and he kind of invited him. But hey, why don't you come back next week and jam again? So he came back and jammed. It went well. Why don't you come back? You know, you want to come back next week early in the week? Uh-huh. He said sure. So I told my dad, who had never met Axel before, and my dad. When I grew up, he directed the Disneyland band, and he hired the music out there. There's kind of the connection to me getting a gotcha. job out there. And Buckethead was always like, man, I want to meet your dad someday, because you know he hires the music at Disneyland. <laughs> Maybe I could work there. So, so anyways, I tell my dad, I go, listen, you should come down on Monday night, because number one, Buckethead's going to be there. You can meet him. And number yeah. two, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be down there. Like I'm ready to so, exit stage yeah, left. Let me let me interrupt you there and ask. So why was that? Why are you feeling that way? What's the vibe happening with Axel and the band? And just nothing's getting done. Well, there's just a lot of uh, there was some procrastinating and just you know whatever. I mean, just you know, the record took a long, long time. And 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 and, and after I had a two year contract with them, and after my two years was up, I was kind of like looking to do other things. Yeah, I was starting that band, A Perfect Circle, with uh-huh. Maynard from Tool yeah. and Billy Howardell. 
And uh, I was kind of wanting to do something a little more tangible that seemed like it was going to. What would a what would a schedule be on that in that period of time? Like, and what was the goal? The goal was to make a new Guns N' Roses. Yeah, album. we're gonna make a new Guns N' Roses record, and also rehearse the band enough to where when the time came, they were gonna go play. It didn't sound like we just rehearsed for a couple of weeks and jammed. Right. So right. we'd play all the old songs all the time right. and stuff, and it just kind of became. And who's in the original lineup besides Axel? Nobody. Just me and Axel. No. Um, <laughs> Just Axel, really. Yeah. So it, 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 it was all a bit strange, right? Sure. And uh, so anyways, back to the Buckethead thing. So, so I tell my dad, you should come down here because I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to be here. You should meet Axel. Um, you'll meet Buckethead. So he comes down. <laughs> we're all kind of hanging out in the control room. And, and introductions made. And we all kind of hang out for about 20 minutes. And then uh, we're like, okay, cool. Let's go out in the live room and play some more. And, and Buckethead's still sort of sort of on the audition mm-hmm. uh, circuit still with the band. He's kind of he hasn't he's not officially in the band yet or not or, you know, or whatever. So my dad goes out to like use the restroom before we start playing. Like Axel leaves the room, and Buckethead turns around to me and a couple of other guys in the room and goes, "Oh man, I'm a little nervous." <laughs> and and I said I said, dude, this is like the third time Axel's invited you down here. It's all good. Like I think you've got the gig. He goes. No, not about Axel. Your dad's here. <laughs> He's gonna. He hires the Disneyland music. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I wonder if he'd be, That's if Buckethead cool. would be happy just being and being playing for Disneyland. Like, yeah. Uh, why? yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's funny. Early on, my dad goes, "I'd hire Buckethead out there, but you know, he should. He's a little too out. It's he a little really too is. out. Yeah. You know. It's strange. Um, he told me his dream is to. I don't know how familiar you guys are with the ride, the Pirates of the Caribbean. But yeah. uh, it's my it's my son's favorite ride. There you go. Yeah. After the, I've been on it, I think, 19 million times. And after the second waterfall you go down, before you go in the room where there's got piles of gold and stuff, there's this skeleton uh, on this like shipwreck ship with this mm-hmm. lightning going. You can, and you can barely mm-hmm. see it. The lightning goes on and there's mm-hmm. wind blowing. It's this, this lone skeleton with this like shipwreck ship like steering it. And he goes, my dream is to be standing next to that guy like soloing. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, I'm like, that'd be cool. And the other thing he told me once is he said that he goes, I've recorded different versions of the rides, me playing the rides. So when I go on, let's say, Small World, I'm, I got headphones on. I'm hearing me play Small World. Whoa. And, and, That's and intense. And when I'm going on this ride, I'm hearing that. And I said, what do you do for something like Space Mountain? He goes, oh, it's just me going off. I'm just going off. <laughs> this is not a guy with kids and a family. No. <laughs> I don't know. Did KFC make special bucket hats for him, or I don't, does, is he using the paper ones? Is he you know what's funny? Of, uh, you must mean Yum sponsors. Foods. No, but isn't it a KFC? KFC? It's a KFC bucket, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. I know, but I, I, think like might be, I don't think KFC is involved with that. <laughs> <laughs> they might be the corporate brands. This Zoomer really got a. I know a lot. I and I. Do you have your guitar yeah. set up? Yeah. Any more Buckethead questions? No. you have your guitar, I and I? This no, guy's look, usually on his guitar. Oh, yeah. Well, let me just back up for a second oh, because... Oh, go ahead. Look, I, I, I don't... I don't, I don't Wait, want to this is Buckethead. It might be. It might fucking be. What is this yeah, now? I thought he had something. He's like the number one Buckethead fan. I like how he's got a little shtick. Oh, and that's a Buckethead doll that he made. Well, bucket it's head doll, or it's a bucket head I think doll. this is just Beanie Head. Oh, no, it's Beanie Head. Yeah, I was going to say, Bucket doesn't play uh, acoustic, probably. Oh, Great. It's clipping. <laughs> Sorry, I and I. Very it's good. Clipping. All right. It Thanks, clips, I and clips I. On, thank you. Um, ah, that just, was awesome. I, should, I didn't really properly introduce you. you Josh is... A Vic said uh, described you the other day to us as sort of like the Hal Blaine of the modern of the new millennium or the past several years. You're, or maybe the uh, the who, like <laughs> the, the, like Hal a Blaine, legendary yeah, session yeah. drummer, legendary session drummer who's also been in several bands. But you're also you're just the guy. You know, Axel's going to call. You're right now playing yeah. with Sting in Vegas. Right, and, the, and Offspring, their, their drummer refused to get vaccinated, right? Wasn't that something like yeah. that? So they're like, let's get Josh in, right? And, yeah. You're the guy they call. Yeah. yeah. I guess so, yeah. Um, what, what, what's the most, what do you, <laughs> what is the, uh, what is the most uh, highest selling song that you are on? Oh, God. You must know. You know what? It might be something like, uh, I played on one of, I think it maybe was his biggest hit, Michael Bublé's biggest hit, a song called Just Haven't Met You Yet. 
Just haven't met you yet. I just haven't met you yet. Well, my kids' favorite, they were impressed when I told them that you played on Stronger by Kelly Clarkson. Is that true? You know what's funny? I think, I get, you know what's funny? There's a lot of, is that a song or a record? Doesn't mean to make you stronger. I, maybe it's I the record. Maybe you're on that. Careful, yeah. Vic. We're going to get got, you know, I've got, I'm, I'm not going to go into this, necessarily this plug right now, but uh, I do have a record that just came out, and it's yes. all these one-minute songs. And I've got a second record coming out. It's volume two of one-minute songs. Well, let's like see how January. the first one sells before we jump to the second. No, but there's a song, there's a song on the second one called I Didn't Know I Recorded with Avril. It's the name of the song. <laughs> and there's a lot of people that I've recorded with. I've done thousands of sessions where yeah. uh, like when I worked on that Avril Lavigne record I'd never heard of her she was a brand new artist it was me and a producer in a studio yeah. one night we knocked out four or five songs with a Pro Tools rig I was done he said her name I'd never heard of her it was a weird sure. name wow. I was more concerned with writing down the contact name of Capitol Records whoever was getting the invoice yeah and then the record came out, and I had no idea. You know, I was like, I was kind of probably, I think, kind of making fun of the video of them in the mall with the quote unquote punk rock outfits mm-hmm. pouring strawberry shakes on each other's heads. And uh, and someone goes, Oh, I saw your name on that Avril Lavigne record. I go, I don't play on that record. He says, You did. Yeah, you did. I go, No, I didn't. And he goes, And I looked at the back and it says, like, tracks two, five, seven, nine, and 12 produced by Cliff Magnus. And I went, you know who that is. My friend Cliff Magnus. That's the session I did right. a year ago out wow. in Burbank. She's nowhere to be seen in, in this actual session. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. no. And she was a brand new artist. I know she, I, I just it kind of went in one ear and out the other, you know? Yeah. But uh, she's, you know who she's married to? Adam Levine from uh, Maroon 5. <laughs> <laughs> and their brother and sister. So that's a whole other thing. Avril Levine and Adam Levine. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, get, let's get into that for a Avril Levine Levine. It's like hyphenated. <laughs> yeah, Levine, Levine. Anyways, yeah, I don't, I don't know. The, the Michael Bublé song is a weird one for me to reference, but it's just it's so mainstream. It was yeah, such yeah. a huge hit for him. But so you, but um, you started from in like the punk world. I started at Disneyland. Disney, we know that we did st- <laughs> right. start at Disneyland. Playing a top forty band there for three years. You but, were in like the uh, Orange County punk scene. But yeah, I started playing with the Vandals when I was like 16, 17 and kind of was moonlighting at the same time with Frank Zappa's son Dweezil. That was the, uh, technically oh, the yeah. first album I made. It was a Dweezil Zappa record. Wow. Yeah. And uh, that was fun for me in the way that I grew up a big, big Frank Zappa fan. Okay. And Frank not me. Was... I'm not a fan. I'm on the record. <laughs> uh oh. Okay, that's cool. Uh oh. It's not for but everybody. He was. He was. Uh, he was still alive when I was working with Dweezil, and so it was cool for me to hang out up at their house, oh, up yeah. at the top well, of Little Canyon. They had this beautiful studio. There's yeah. always interesting characters in and out of there. But yeah, that's kind of how it started between Dweezil and the Vandals and started just kind of like snowballing into it just seemed like everyone had a drummer that either when they went to the studio couldn't play to a click track or uh, was on drugs right. or so had th- sex with the singer's girlfriend. So yeah, there was so, always some blowout. So, <laughs> you know? you're, so what makes you, and I was going to think about like, is this a, is this a common thing in, 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 in uh, session drummers that get work a lot, which is you can, you've, you're steady. You can play to a click track. You're not. You're not a. You're not a. You're not full of drama. Yeah, and you're I, just I an easy guy. Track, to, easy I'm, guy to get along. I'm you're not. not you're not fucking John Bonham in there. You're not some kind of. No. Uh, you know, one uh, uh, powerhouse. Moon. Well, moon, it depends. I mean, lots of times you have to like settle back and just do what the producer or the artist wants. And yeah. sometimes it's very, very simple. And then other times it's really, really aggressive and crazy. And I think right. that I get hired probably because I can sort of do both. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they say, we want Keith, make it sound like Keith Moon on the song. I know sure. what they mean. I can play like Keith Moon. Right. We want it to sound like Bob on the song. Do that. But, you know, between, be, you know be, between being able to play to a click you know, not being drunk on the session and not having sex with the singer's girlfriend, right. <laughs> well, technically, you know, full-on sex. Uh-huh. It's, uh, you know, I think the word gets around that you're dependable and... Right. And there's bottom. Well, it sounds like up. we're going to a break with that music, doesn't it? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> or they put the music on like, in the acceptance speech, like, okay, this fucker's yeah, talking right. too long. Yeah. Bring the music up. And you play with Devo, right? Yeah, I played with Devo for 25 years, yeah. 25 years? But but they'll play sometimes once every year and a half. Right. Did they'll you play on this latest swing? Yeah, we just played... At uh, like the YouTube theater? The YouTube theater. People and... know I was... I had terrible seats at that YouTube theater last week. Oh, the, did you go? Bon Ivar, not that show. The Bon Ivar show. <laughs> oh, bon right, Ivar. right, right. I was up in the top of the nosebleeds. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Disgrace. Disgrazia. What did you think about that place? It's all pretty well. Well, it... There's some positives. It sounds pretty good. Sounds great. It's, you know, uh, it's, it feels weird when you're in. It's like an airport vibe. It yeah, well, very... it's real new and sort of clinical. I feel like 
someone needs to spell spill a couple beers or yeah. you know puke or something to kind of give it but a little bit of vibe. I do think there's something really interesting about like somebody like Bonnie Var or even maybe Devo, where it's more of a theatrical presentation, almost like a cla- like a sing the symphony or something than right. a rock show. Right, and that's the room. It doesn't feel like a rock show room. It's a it's a seated. Uh, it and and people don't really, especially with Bonnie Var, which is like kind of. I mean, if Hayden were to play there, you'll hear his music in a minute. Like, it's not the kind of thing where you go, woo, yeah! It's like you're sitting there to appreciate it. It's not like a rock show. Right, right. Devo's a little different, but... Well, it, 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 it serves a certain weird uh, attendance thing where, like, you know, it's bigger. Than, I, I kind of look at it like this. Like, I really used to like Gibson Amphitheater, right? Universal Amphitheater, yeah, which yeah, is not there yeah. anymore. Right. And it was a cool place because it was big, but somehow still intimate. Like, yeah. the seats were all pretty good. Every seat was a good seat. And yeah. it was it's more than the Palladium or the Wiltern. You know, it's more than 3,000, right. but it's not the four, you know, it's not 15,000 or 17 right. at the Forum or Staples Center. Right. It's like a five, 6,000 yeah. thing, which is an odd kind of like in-between space. Like, almost like the Greek. Yeah, and, and when Universal Amphitheater went away, uh, you know, it's like, oh man, well, that was a great room for the specific bands that could do a little bit better than the Palladium, but not quite yeah. still in the Staples Center, right? I'm doing Zebulon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah. You know what I mean? So. It's so, and, but it's also, I mean, this is a very LA talk here, but it's all the way out by the airport, which for most people, I don't know, a lot of people, I guess, live on the west side, but yeah. uh, for it's the east side, it's like an hour away to yeah. get there from here. And so. it's connected to the stadium, so it's like people get kind of confused, and there's it's very and parking, kind yeah. of every, almost too but much people parking. Show, I mean, I'm sure Devo was all sold out. It was great, yeah. yeah. It was a really cool yeah. show. And you obviously must love those guys. I mean, who's, so who's in that band? Well, it's all original Mark? guys except for me, you know, but- you What know, happened to that drummer? Well, Alan, rest in peace, he's not alive okay. anymore, but he- uh, that's Would, a good excuse. Diva, yeah, there you go. Can't show up. No, they. What happened was, uh, they kind of stopped playing like in the like late eighties, early nineties for a while. They didn't really do a, a whole like we're broken up. They right. just kind of like. Well, Mark probably went off and did music. They and... were kind of sick of each other, sort of. And Mark was getting involved in scoring television I mean, shows P-Ray, and movies yeah. and doing a lot of stuff for Nickelodeon, doing stuff for Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Uh, and so when they started to play gigs again in like 95, 96, they all wanted to be involved except the original drummer. And it was a mutual. He didn't want to be there. They didn't really want him there. Okay. And Bob, too, also rest in peace. Bob Kazali died recently. Uh, he had produced a Vandals record. He produced the first Vandals record I made. And I kind of, we were all Devo fans, but I was the youngest and goofiest like you know heart on my sleeve kind of like oh my god you know i was a huge fan yeah i kind of remained friends with them so when they started playing gigs again bob's like hey i got this kid that probably knows our songs better than we do and he's probably cheap so you know i was at least then uh so i started playing with him it was great you know trivia question what friend of mine recently played drums with devo because you were probably not available fred armison Correct. He did. Ding, and ding, I, ding, I ding. saw him at the YouTube theater the other night. He was there. Oh, he was there to yeah. see the show. Uh-huh. Good. Yeah, that was a thrill for him. He, that's yeah. one of his top guys. He was, was like, great. I can't believe I'm fucking drumming for Devo right now. What that feels I was getting text, me- text messages from him going, how do you count the drum part in Jocko Homo? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that in five or seven? Or, or is that like 11 or something? Count it off like, what the hell, you know? And <laughs> yeah. Wow. What kind of snare drum? Or what, you know, how is the tuning on this? Because some people think immediately of Devo being like very electronic, but there's a lot of... Drums, What's funny, like the fir- the, actually, even the, fir- the first three records are all live drums. And the third record was the record that really catapulted them into fame, which is the one with, you know, it's the Freedom of Choice album with yeah, Whip It and right. Girl You Want. And that's live drums. But Alan was such a, they called him the human metronome. He was such a precise drummer. And he didn't do a bunch of drummery right, shit. Right, The fills were all... Feels like a drum machine. Yeah, they're very kind of like stiff and linear. And... But, you know, after that, in the video, he's playing these, like, electronic, like, syndromes. And so I saw it and went, oh, man, these guys, like, have this weird state-of-the-art electronic stuff. And I went out and bought the first two records after that. And on the inner sleeve of the second album, there's a picture of them. And it's like, wait, the guys have guitars? And the guy's got a bass guitar? And the drummer has a drum set that looks like mine? Right. It's a five-piece drum set. (laughs) What the hell? Yeah. I felt, like, ripped off. I was going to have, like, a spaceship or some shit? Right. Yeah, I was like, fuck, whatever. 
And then I realized those first two records are really kind of like, they didn't know really what to call it. They called it punk rock because it was just, it was weird. Right. And some of it was Very aggressive angular. and it was yeah. smart assy. And Eno's influence too on the first record too. Yeah, so. Brian Eno made that first record and you know, you had guys like Bowie and Neil Young that were kind of fighting over who was going to get him signed and who was going to take credit for, yeah, yeah, you right. know, I found Evo. No, I right. found Evo. So they had, a, you know. Was it hard to play that satisfaction drum beat? Because that, that beat. You know, it's funny. Me... It's, it's not hard, but if you get out of it, <laughs> yeah. Have fun coming back in. Oh, right. And <laughs> I want to tell you where it's from because it's pretty embarrassing. But we were talking about it recently, and I found it. But there's a performance we did about ten years ago where the bass player and we've done this thing. And by the way, the bass player is a big Jerry Gazzali is a, a huge fan of 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 you guys oh. and what you do. And uh, he you was the be first tweeting one. about the High Network, maybe. Yeah, yeah. From the Devo <laughs> account. I've worked fan. with Jerry. I edited one of his music videos like ten oh. years ago. Which what did you do? Jihad Jerry. He does. Yeah, I played on the record. Jihad Jerry and the Evil Doers. Yeah. What did you do? The Army Girls Gone Wild. Are you going to put did. out a memoir called oh. "I Played on That Record"? That's okay. <laughs> My wife said I can, but I got to wait till uh, I'm ready to not work anymore. Yeah, so, as yeah, 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 yeah. We want all the dirt. Not that I'm, you know, I don't want to throw people under the bus, but I got some juicy stories, you know. Um, but a lot of good stories, not a lot of bad shit. You know what I mean? Well. I, Which I, feel good I did ask you offline. I said, what's the deal with Sting? Yes or no? As far as a guy. You know what I mean? Like, what are we dealing with? Because with, you're playing with Sting. Yeah. And you said, candidly, He's good great. guy. Not a bad guy. Great guy. And, and I like hearing, I, you know, you root for, I generally root for people. I don't sit here with my knives right, out sure. saying, I hope that, but, you know, of course, there's a thing that happens, I think, in our business that, uh, our business. Yeah. But uh, that we might have different experiences than, say, you know, people not that you're not working with, like people are like, well, he was nice to me. That's not always the case when you find out like how they act with other people. But I'm not saying that about Sting at all, but sometimes no. we have a, a skewed uh, perception of, of people. Because... I've watched him in many situations where he surprises people as far as being as dead. Like whenever friends of mine come to shows and they're kind of like, hey, you know, they kind of, whether they say we want to meet Sting or whether they don't say it, I know they kind of want to meet sure, Sting. Yeah, sure. Instead of having to bring them into his room and it's yeah. kind of like awkward and come yeah. in here, excuse me, Sting, this is my first. I said, just come backstage like before the show, like not right before the show, but like 15, yeah. 20 minutes because he's just kind of like sitting on road cases. Yeah, yeah, waiting talking to, go to people. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. You know, drinking And it's a nice way for him to warm up a yeah, little bit, right? Yeah, just hanging out and talking, and yeah. it's not uptight, and it's not awkward and weird, right. and people go, God, yeah, he was just kind of hanging out. Like, you know, yeah. there's been a couple times where he's found my friends backstage and brought them to me. Oh, wow. It's like, literally, he's like, fun. hey, Josh, I found some, some, some friends of yours out here in the hallway. I'm like, <laughs> Sting's I was telling you, I people. went to go see Queen in Vegas a few yeah. years ago, and we, had no, we knew Adam Lambert, who was singing for Queen, and... And we went back, me and Fred went backstage and, uh, and we're like, can we say hi to Roger and Brian, you know? And he's like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're just hanging out, like having a glass of wine and toweling off, you yeah, know? Yeah. There's not much allure back there, yeah, you know? Yeah. And they were both very nice. And Brian was like super sweet. I, I was like, that was so great. Really? You thought so? Like, yeah, yeah. oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it shucks. sounded so good. Like, it's so great. You could come, you know? And you're just like, what the fuck yeah. is happening? Yeah. He's the only queen that I've met, is Brian. So nice. I met him once. He's super sweet. nice. And yeah. Um, speaking of great guitar players, we do have a great guitar player here, Hayden Pedigo, Mr. Gucci, Gucci yeah. Goo. Um, Gucci Goo. I would like to turn things over to him. Uh, at this place and ask him to play us a piece of music from his new album. Yeah. yeah. What is he was doing that? <laughs> hey, can That's we have can we can we finally have a donut while he's well, playing? Well, yes. Yeah. Well, let, let me just say uh, this is the this is an office hours first. Josh Freeze so kindly brought in a box of Entenmann's donuts. Now, as everybody knows, I'm not I'm fasting until oh, noon. Oh, come on. So until I noon. Will, huh? Until noon? Yeah. So I will at the end of the show. I, like I will, uh, like I will I eat say, four of those Thursday or something. <laughs> so leave me four. I'll leave you four. Leave me the chocolate frosteds. I, can, I don't know how appropriate it is to be eating donuts right during Hayden's performance either. I'm it's trying fine. to think if that's a disrespectful move. Not at all. Uh, we can wait. We've waited this long. We can wait a little longer. So what we'll do is this: as you all know, the drill, the latest incarnation, the latest season of, of Office Hours goes a little like this. We're gonna have a beautiful performance here, a flawless performance. I want no mistakes, no sour notes. And then 
We'll take a little potty break. We're all, we all have to take a shit. We're going to be a lion out the One door. Toilet. I'll take a long, hard <laughs> shit after this performance. Bullocky brown out. And we'll be back for patrons only. But live, we continue for the public. Uh, if you're watching this on replay, please head over to patreon.com slash office hours live. And it's a great value, great deal. $5 a month, whatever you want to do. We give you everything. We give you the Joel hole. We give you nude uh, access to my bat, my <laughs> toilet cam that I just set up. <laughs> so now you can watch me urinate and defecate any time of day. We archive that, right? Diarrhea straights? Mm -hmm. No, yeah, no. I was going to say the salt in the spray. I don't have that spray. installed yet. I am <laughs> dropping hard logs. And it's an HD. Oh, nice. 4K. Yeah. And you'll, what you'll do is you'll get an alert on your phone that said, I'm approaching the toilet now. So you can, the camera turns on, and then you see me, see, see the sit. And you'll be able to see some scrot and see a little bit of... It's like a ring camera, but it's rang. It's like... rang. <laughs> rang. That's camera. now only on Patreon, oh, and that's okay, a higher right. tier. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Hayden, all the way from Amarillo, Texas. I'm all the way from the Hollywood... I, I live in Lubbock, Texas right now. Where, Where Buddy Holly's from. My wife's coming to school at Texas Tech. You moved? Uh, yeah, an hour halfway from Amarillo. I would have just gone with what I said, and we could have clarified that in the interview. <laughs> Lubbock. Oh, Lubbock, Texas, the beautiful sounds of Hayden Pedigo. Am I good to go? Take it away. <laughs> Love it. I'll, say, I'll, I'll tell you when to start. Right? <laughs> okay, let me Can't try. Wait, Josh can count him in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure I'm in tune.
Hi, this is Steve Harvey, and I want to let you know there's a whole other hour of fun and laughs waiting for you at patreon.com slash office hours live. They're there right now and join for just five bucks a month or 55 bucks for a whole year. You get the compound, the jaw whole, full to our episodes and much more. What are you waiting for? Oh, hey, and let's get down to business at patreon.com slash office hours live. That's patreon.com slash office hours live.